Welcome to the third episode of I Bought a Football Club. My name is Stephen Cleave. I'm the chairman of Kingsley Town Football Club. And today we're going to talk about all the issues of running a football club. And that's what this podcast really does. It goes behind the scenes and takes you behind the scenes into the various difficulties and the pleasures of running a non-league football club. And um, hopefully gives you a better understanding of why certain decisions are being made. So what will you learn today? Well, today we're going to learn about um, confusion, why there's so much confusion around the four vote system in the north and the south and how those votes are actually um, worked out. We're going to also understand how close the National League North and the National League South came to having all their results expunged and it just escaped by an 11th hour um, reprieve. You'll learn why that happened. Um, We're also going to talk about why season tickets? Well, I believe it's wrong to sell season tickets now. Um, not not like it is in normal seasons. I think that's fine. But why is it wrong to sell season tickets now? I think there's a big reason why it's wrong and it shouldn't be being done by anyone. And um, the great news is, well, we've got a guest today, which we're going to start off the programme with. Um, I'm, very, I'm delighted uh, to, to introduce a friend of mine called Paul Rubens. Uh, Paul um, is the president and the ex-chairman of Willstone Football Club. And we're going to start the programme with him. So let's get on to him. So, um, I'm joined today by Paul Rumans, uh, the president of Wildstone FC. He's been at Wildstone for 29 years as a director. He's still an associate director, 10 years as the chairman. And, and now he's, he's, he is um, a, a, the, the president um, of the club. So, welcome to the show, Paul. Hi, Stephen. Pleasure to join you. Good. Well, thank you very much for joining us. So, let's kick off. Before we go into the the, 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 current, the current stuff. Let's get into the history of Willstone. So tell us a little bit about Willstone Football Club. Okay, well, um, we've been going 120 seasons, uh, like many non-league clubs. We've been around a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, the club won the uh, FA Amateur Cup uh, in its amateur days in 1966 at Wembley, um, which was a big occasion. Um, in 1985, the club uh, won the FA Trophy, um, which was uh, part of a double year where we won the, ironically, Steve, we won the conference uh, or the national premier back then um, right. in 85 um, alongside the uh, FA Trophy. So the first ever non-league club to do the double. Right. Uh, <laughs> a real claim to fame. Mm. Yeah, um, we were the first ever televised uh, football team Um uh, for the FA Cup with the BBC back in 1949, I believe yeah. uh, we were te- we were we were televised. Uh, the games were televised, part televised for uh, FA Cup side against Barnet, and then uh, subsequently against um, Edgware. Yeah, I had no idea that that, that the football yeah, was Italian um, in the 40s. <laughs> Seems like a well, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, ironically, we've got a, a, an old fan at our club. Is is uh, just uh, 90 guy called Lou Shepherd, and uh, Lou was stationed um, in Colchester Barracks in 1949 season when we went on that year to play Colchester United who were then a Southern League side but they were a very powerful Southern League side and that was also televised so Lou couldn't be at the game but bizarrely he was um, huddled around a tiny 12 inch television set back then because they were very small Watching Wheelstone, we actually lost that game <laughs> in the FA Cup. So, 
How yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. Uh, what about famous players? Yeah. I mean, have, have, you, have, you, have you had any players that have come through Willstone and gone on to the, the greater game, should we say, and, yeah, and achieved something? Mo like most, yeah, most definitely. Probably the most famous um, that your listeners will know is Stuart Pearce. He um, went on, obviously, to captain um, our country, and he, I think he played 79 times for England. Well, Stuart, um, what people don't know is that Stuart left Wilston in 1983 and signed for Coventry City. Um, and within a year, Brian Clough had picked him up and took But people people don't realise is that Stuart had actually started out as a young apprentice at Queen's Park Rangers and he got let go. Right. And, and it's often the case with us non-league clubs, like your Kings Lynn and ourselves and many other non-league clubs, uh, we helped turn around his career. So Stuart actually played 242 games for Wilstone before he moved on into the professional game. It's quite incredible, really, because really, he played many, many, yeah. many hundreds of games for, you know, Forest, you know, West Ham, Newcastle. There's loads of clubs. Yeah, I don't know how he's fitted it all in. <laughs> yeah, I know. But also, we've got uh, a couple of seasons later, we had a, a young chap called Vincent Jones uh, play for us, uh, more commonly known as uh, Vinnie Jones. Obviously, played for Wimbledon and uh, played in the Premier League as well as Stuart um, and they, they did play against each other obviously yeah yeah I believe yeah. so yeah 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 well a lot, well a lot of people go on about the crazy gang of Wimbledon but yeah. uh, Alan Batsford was the manager at Wimbledon who took them into the Football League but prior to that he was also the um, uh, manager of Wheelstone so that sort of a bit kind of crazy gang spirit was in the Wheelstone dressing room as well. Yeah. So it's not no surprise that it it was a, a Vinnie Jones was a perfect move for Wimbledon. Yeah, no, I understand. And most lastly we had a player called Jermaine Beckford. We sold to Leeds United and Jermaine went on and um, yeah. played in the Premier League with uh, Everton. So we've had three famous players come through and many, many more. We've always been like a lot of non-league clubs, we've always been very well known for helping uh, turn around the careers of players that have been put on the non-league scrap heap, as, as, uh, as you know. And uh, sure. um, we've had many players go on back into the Football League and do well. No, that's great. That's great. I mean, so what is it, Paul? Obviously, you've been involved in the game for far longer than I have. But what it, what is it about non-league that makes it so special for you? Um, it, it's For me, it's the people. Um, and it's the accessibility to that level right. of football. Um, you know, where else can you where else can you go after a game and actually have a beer with the players, mm -hmm. have a beer with the chairman or the president, or have a beer with the manager. Sure. You know, um, it's the beauty of non-league, it's an all in it together scenario, as you will know very much is the case at Kings Lynn. Sure, sure. That's it, isn't it? We're all in the same boat, hopefully rowing in the same direction. And I think the other the other thing is is I, I love the Corinthian spirit of non-league football. Call me a bit of an old romantic, but it is so true. Yeah, uh, the amount of volunteers um, that your club, my club, and, and clubs the length and breadth of the country have in 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 hate in, in in making sure our games take place each week. Yeah, uh, they don't just happen, you know. No, so no, it's. Uh, no. It's the game in its purest sense, and I call it cold-faced football because it is. And uh, any of my friends that come off from uh, Premiership games and come along to Wheelstone, as, as, as you've got at, at Kings Lynn, people are really, really surprised at how good the standard of the football can be at non-league level.
Sure. No, I, 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 I copy that because I've had a lot of people come to me and say, God, it's, it's far better than I thought. They just thought, I think they thought it would just be a kind of kick and push, kind of kick and rush kind of game. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And they actually there's, see kids playing football. They're quite surprised. Yeah. There's too many armchair Premier League fans that season tickets are actually represented by their Sky uh, remote controls. They do themselves a lot better get out the house when this coronavirus is done and dusted and go and actually watch their non-league football club for a change. Exactly. They'd enjoy it. And it wouldn't cost them the earth to go and do it either. So uh... Correct, mate. It, it's so affordable. Um, you know, your club and my club and, and many clubs have fantastic uh, incentives, be it season tickets, early birders and, you know, free admission for kids or, or, or a pound for a kid. And, sure. you know, you, it, it's fantastic. It, it's, it's a fantastic... I just... I, I love I love non-league. Um Yeah. It comes across. You always come. Whenever we spoke, and you always, you, you know, you, you, the passion for the game is so evident when you speak to you. You know, you, you, you live and die it. Yep, you know, live and breathe it. I should say. You know, hopefully, you won't die. But you know, live and breathing is an important thing. Of you know, and that's, and it, it's 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 a bit addictive, isn't it? Once you get into it, it it, it grows on you. Hmm? Paul, Paul. You've disappeared. I don't think you can hear me. Oh, yeah. that, that's it. You've come yeah. back now. Sorry, say again. I lost you there. For yeah, a moment. sorry, mate. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying that, I mean, I, 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 my love of football, uh, non-league, started when I was 11 years old. Um, Did it really? Yeah. Been following it, you know, 60 now, so uh, it's a heck of a long time. But, I mean, I got involved at Wheelstone in, in 1992. The club had... Um, um, found itself in a terrible state. It's gone into administration. Uh, their former home in Harrow was sold for uh, over £10 million and the club got basically got ripped off by many uh, people and uh, the club ended up homeless. Um, so we ended up in a, a ground share at Watford, of all places, believe it or not. Um, mm. And um, I was just, the club was in administration going out of business and stupidly, live in Northampton by the way and as a fan in Northampton I was only 32 33 uh, at the time running my own insurance broking business and I rang up the club saying what's happening you know I, I was hearing all these things there was no social media in those days I was reading stuff through uh, and uh, hearing the club was in horrendous financial difficulties which I, which you know is obviously very very sad for, um, for a club of that standing um, and of course, you hear about those stories. It's endemic in, in, in all walks of football. But I um, stupidly offered to help. And um, my first meeting was two days later um, with the chairman of the club. Right. And that night I was made vice chairman. <laughs> um, and within, within six months, um, he did the right thing. He got his sanity back and he sold me the club. So I, I bought the club off him and I, I became chairman whilst we were in administration. And the, the first meeting I had was with the administrator mm -hmm. who effectively I could have bought a club and he could have folded it. Sure. Um, but we, um, we and um, some fantastic people at my club helped turn it around. It took a, a few years uh, after that to literally come out of administration. So, yeah. Well, great. Yeah, a, lo a love affair with, the, with, 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 with my club and uh, as, as is with many people and, um, and a love affair for the non-league game. Yeah, no, well, I can understand that, identify with it for sure. So let's talk about where we are now. Obviously, just to keep everyone up to date. So we, we, we've been asked to vote on whether the league 
should finish, not how it's going to finish, but whether the games are, you know, should be banged on the head, the remaining games. And I believe that it's still the voting in the North and the South, and then the obviously four votes, four votes, and 24 votes from the National League. And they need a simple yeah. majority, isn't it, to, to pass it through. So, I mean, yes. I have to tell you, I have voted today through gritted teeth. I didn't want to vote to finish it, but I thought in the greater interest of the game, it had to be done. Have you managed to vote yet? And if so, which way did you well, I yeah, ironically, uh, with the same feelings as you've had, Steve, uh, for Wheelstone Football Club, it was through gritted teeth. Because as you say, uh, it is for the, the better um, of our league and the game. Um, no club should be... Well, you've disappeared again, Paul. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear me, but you've just disappeared. So, well, that's it. it, back. it so, Paul, we just lost you for a sec. We'll just, uh, just recap that last second. It just disappeared, the... the... Yeah, no, what I was saying is I, I, I very much the same thoughts as, as your club. We at Wheelstone have also through grit early yeah. because it was the it was to do. And the reason you and I talk about gritted teeth is because no club actually knows what, what then ensues um, from the league as to how the, the season, the ending of the season is determined, which I Sure. was poor of the league. They should have given us uh, full options for all clubs uh, so in a chronological format so that, yes, you vote to end the season early, but if you vote to end the season early, do you vote to end the season early on a null and void? Do you end the season on a points per game with no promotion and relegation? Do you end the season on a points per game with promotion and relegation? And whatever sure. other um, combinations that you could, could, could manifest. Sure. I mean, obviously, it's difficult for the league at the moment because, like, I mean, I'm only guessing this, but I would think, uh, and maybe this is what the bit of the lack of communication could be helped. But they're obviously waiting for the English Football League to decide what they're going to do, and then they're going to announce it to us. Is that how you read it? That's how I read it between the without lines, a doubt. Sure yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we can't really. And if they were to say that, then everyone would know where they stood. So I don't know why they don't say it. But maybe there's a reason behind that. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure what it is. So. What do you think should happen? And um, what obviously Willstone have had a fantastic season. You're top of your league, um, top on points per game, and uh, you know obviously I, I guess you're you you think you should be promoted. Rightly so. I, I certainly do. Because I don't. What I don't want to see is, uh, and I don't agree with what's happened between levels three. To... No, I think it's um, abhorrently wrong. Um, the the way that was determined without the leagues consulting their own respective clubs, I thought was scandalous um, and really shocking. And for the FA to then um, uphold that decision of the leagues, the National League game, um, to end it on a null and void scenario, I don't agree with it um, at all. Um, so that's my view on, 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 on the lower level of non-league. Um, mm. For us, you can't, you just cannot, you know, everyone keeps going on that our season effectively, the last ball we kicked, I believe, was uh, March the 14th when we played away at Chippenham. Mm -hmm. um, I think, uh, as you remember, we, our league stayed one more week in, in playing football um, and the Football League had already stopped, hadn't it, and the Premier League. Okay. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, uh, but for me, 
uh, our season, for instance, just, just using our club as an example, you, you know, you're mm -hmm. asking me, so I'm telling you, right? So we um, got to the playoffs last season. We actually lost in the semi-final um, away at Woking. Um, a bit unlucky. We were, um, we were winning with about... 15 minutes to go. But anyway, we got beat, sure. you know, and the, uh, in the end, um, uh, within two or three days, we had a difference of opinions with our then manager, um, Bobby Wilkinson, and um, uh, mutually he, he, he left the club. So effectively, our season started on, and that playoff game, I think, was something like May the 3rd or 4th. By May the 8th, we were looking as a, as a board of directors and as a club for a new manager. So, mm. and then I think we did a due process and it took two to three weeks to find the right manager, which we clearly did find the right manager because he's put us top of the league in his first season in charge. Um, sure. Um, in Dean Brennan and, and Stuart Maynard, he's number two. Um, so for us, our season, the 1920 season, started on about May the 8th. You know, not yeah. not August the fifth, eighth, or wherever it is when the first league match no. starts. And you know that. All club seasons pretty much start the day after the previous season has ended. You know, from sure. reseeding the pitches and and uh, to renewing players' uh, contracts and options on contracts or letting players go. So it, it's a it's a continual um, cycle. So for us to then, you know. To, to null and void our season, we effectively we've already paid uh, played over ten months of the year. You know we've been involved yep. in ten months of the year in our pre-planning, um, and then the start of the season, and then I think we we played thirty-three matches out of out of the forty-two. And for us, you know, we went top of the league mid-August, and have stayed there ever since. So for us, I would find it incredibly wrong um, on so many levels that football gets rewarded for failure and um, the league steps three to seven. It's just not right. Um, I'd like to see um, the National League and its member clubs um, clearly vote for points per game because it seems to have worked very well for the RFU. Yep. It seems to have worked pretty well for um, in Scotland. They've just recently done that. Dundee United have gone up into the Premier League on a exactly. points-per-game basis. I do understand there's one club, I think it's Partick Thistle, that are consulting lawyers on that because they're not happy because they've been relegated. It's very difficult, and I do sympathise with the leagues and the FA. Um, to null and void football, it's the easiest decision to make because there's the less chance... Um, of there is no chance in theory of um, um, the, the leagues themselves being sued and the FA being sued. Mm. Uh, I mean, you and I have talked at length before on this because both our clubs are in the same boat. You know, your club has had an amazing season as well. Sure. Um, and I know, I know you're currently sit second, but on points per game, and rightly so, without being disrespectful to York City, um, sure. and I'm sure they would not disagree with my comment, um, you would be top of the league. Sure. Um, and you would feel the same way as I do. I don't want to see 10 months of hard work, the length and breadth of the country, be undone because of a virus that's beyond the control of, of anybody. Sure. Um, no, I agree. And therefore... I agree. It's all very well and good people saying 
stop talking about football. You know, in this day and age, there's another 800 people died yesterday from the virus. I'm not trivialising the virus in any shape or form. I've known three people in the last week, one in our own family that's died from the virus. So um, it's nothing to do with that. At the end of the day, there are hundreds of thousands of football fans and people involved in the, in the non-league game out there in the UK that for a lot of them, you know, other outside of their families, they've got the only thing they have got is their local football club. You know, they've yeah. got sons and daughters that play in the junior teams. They've got, um, you know, they've been volunteers or they've just been fans. You know, it's it's not right to just act out like it never happened. Um, of course, I'm saying that from a club that sits proudly top of its division. And no, one of the teams that's bottom of uh, uh, National League South or National League North Um and naturally, they have a vested stake in this because they don't think they should be relegated. Yeah. But by the same token, um, it's been good enough for the RFU. They've consulted the clubs and, and that's worked really well. Um, and I believe in time it will prove to be the right thing for the Scottish leagues as well. Yeah, and I think it's important, don't you, that where where the the Premier League fan now is falling out a little bit, I think, with the love of the game, with the VAR controversy and all that, yeah, and have the realism now in, in non-league football for the for the league now they've got a real chance to show well we're not like yep the rest we actually could be a real yep yep yeah. we, 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 this is a real world and they've got a real chance to show it absolutely you're right I mean I um I, I see Matt Hancock did a big thing, didn't he, a couple of weeks ago, having a dig at Premier League, um, pampered, overpaid Premier League footballers. Um, mm. And the players have actually, funnily enough, uh, and then you see clubs like Newcastle and uh, Liverpool, I think they've now backtracked on furloughing their staff when players are on 100, 200,000 yeah. pound a week wages. But it's been good to see that um, I think led by Jordan Henderson, the Liverpool captain, and, and, and pretty much the, all the captains in the Premier League, that they've got together and they've been looking at um, taking a 30% wage cut um, and use the money that that's um, uh, saving their clubs to go to uh, the harder-up clubs down the food chain. So that would in, involve some of the um, Football League and clearly non-league and I think that's a great idea and um, and it's heartwarming to hear that because um, we need it I, I, I can assure you whether Wheelstone get promoted or not in either division we play in next season we are seriously up against it financially you know what people don't understand if you've got Premier League fans listening uh, to this podcast something I can tell them our gate revenue is just a small element of what makes our football club tick day to day. And the same would apply to most non-league clubs. Not all of them, but most. Um, sure. So for us, for instance, our social club is the heartbeat of the community. Let alone the football club, but our social club is a heartbeat mm -hmm. in our community. We have um, archery groups out on the, on the outside pitches. We have... Um, uh, we have a playhouse uh, involved in our football club. We're used to it, I know they're still doing it. Um, we have Zumba classes and various um, fitness classes. So 
We are very much at the hub of our own community in Ryslip, is Willstone Football Club. And one of the things where we make um, a lot of our hard-earned money comes in, income-wise, comes through live music. So we have a tie-in uh, with a company called Tropic at Ryslip. We've been doing it now 12, 13 seasons. And every Friday night, religiously, um, we have live bands on. Um, so the company that organises all of this, they take the money on the door, we take the money over the sure. bar and the food revenue. And we do do, in conjunction with, with that company, we do some of our own gigs as well. So it's a real um, real shot in the arm to the finances of our football club. And um, One other thing I do wanted to tell you about is that we're, a, we're a fort more fortunate than Kings Lynn on this one in that we do make good money from Wembley visits. Um, so whether it's the playoff finals, whether it's rugby league finals, whether it's um, uh, the FA Cup final, League Cup final, European, whatever. Um, we um, are only three stops away um, on the Metropolitan Line uh, on the edge of London to get into Wembley Stadium. So we always contact clubs travelling down the M1, the N, uh, M, 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 uh, M4, uh, M4C, down those corridors. Um, and we've had um, some phenomenal uh, good days and hosting fans from those clubs. I mean, we've had most latterly, one of them is Man City. We've had a built up a fantastic relationship with Man City and they're playing at Wembley as their second home almost, isn't it? The amount of finals they get to. Um, <laughs> but it's a yeah. lifeline to us. You know, we can take, so it, it's a win-win. So we take a thousand Man City fans at our club um, for a, let's say it's a 5.30 cup final kickoff, which they normally are the FA Cup final. So we'll, we'll have sure. um, a thousand Man City fans descend on our club. We have barbecues, um, fantastic beers. Uh, we're a free house, so the, the selection's amazing. Um, and people are not being ripped off. You know, you go to Wembley, you get a, um, you know, a plastic burger and chips and a, and, a, and a plastic Heineken, and there's no change out of 20 mm. quid. Well, for us, you know, no. we we charge our club. We don't charge any more for anyone wherever they come. So um, it's very sure. affordable for those um, football league fans travelling to Wembley, and they get it because they they like to see that instead of the corporates of, of Wembley Stadium PLC taking that money, they'd like to see a small non-league club around the corner benefit from it. So it's a win-win situation. So that's something that we benefit from. Of course, all these things aren't happening now. So. Um, no, we, you know, we, we, no, and the, every club is in the same boat as we are. I just don't believe there's anyone out there that's not. No, no, I agree. And, um, there's going to be a lot of this is going to go on for a long time. Is it the repercussions of this is going to be felt for a long time? You're absolutely right. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's, we've got a long, long, long way to go. It, it could be a year too longer, um, for the clubs to properly recover from it, and some won't, Steve. Some clubs will go to the wall. No. And, and that's as much sure. as I could do with some extra income for my football club. I'd rather see the Premier League players' money going to clubs to try and stop them from, you know, if they're properly run clubs, you know, let's make that clear. They've got sure. to be properly run clubs. Um, sure. Um, and th that bit of income from Premier League wages could help those clubs to, to, to remain a part of their community than go to the wall. Then I'd like to see the money go to those clubs. Sure, sure. Well, that's good. Which is why we both voted, of course, to end the season now for, for that reason, to, to make Correct. sure that process, yeah. you know, doesn't hurt them anymore than it needs to. So, look, two more questions for you. Um, 
before we wrap up. The first one is, it's an interesting one for me. It's one on fans ownership um, or fan ownership, because I know you've played with it and, and you've still got a, you know, a large fan ownership yeah. base. And is it a good idea or a bad idea? What well, think I think we were talking about this the other day. I mean, I, in 92, 93, 93, I actually became chairman of Wheelstone, but in 92, I became a director and I bought the club off the then chairman, David Pollock. Um, so I owned the club. I had the, 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 uh, um, the far greater majority of the shareholding. Um, and I sure. vowed privately, I didn't say this to the fans at the time, but I vowed, having you know, been a long-standing fan of the club myself, that once we came out of administration and we could sort out our finances going forward, um, just a little bit of history for, for your uh, listeners, my club was ripped off for over 10 million quid on the, on the sale of their stadium in, in the heart of Harrow um, back in 1991-92. That's why we ended up in, in administration. Um, so what I vowed to do was in time, um, which I did by 1999, so it do it because we were in administration for about 95, 96 season. Um, by 1999, I dissolved my uh, ownership of the club and gave it to the fans. Um, and I still mm -hmm. stand by that was the right thing I did. Um, but if I could have had my time all over again, I think, um, and it's been borne out by um, Football Supporters Trust since, that um, we could have handled um, the legal wording um, a bit better because what I didn't want to see was anybody own more than 24% um, shareholding in Wheelstone Football Club going forward. So nobody could come in and, and take the club um, and control of it. Um, now, you can argue... That has a flip side. So you could say that's a bit of a naive way of doing it because you get that white knight that comes in who's got five million quid to invest in your football club. You hardly want to say you can only own 24% of your club, Steve. But mm. um, I think mm. in hindsight, we should have had better provisions in our constitution and our memorandum and articles because we did then subsequently have some problems with a, a, a new guy that came in about three, four years ago. But yeah, no, it, it, sure. it, it is the right thing to do because my football sure. club shouldn't be owned by anybody. It should be owned by the fans, if anybody, um, and not an individual. And it's for, it's by the community and for the community. So it's right that fans should own sure. it. And how does that work when there's a money shortage? Do you go to the fans and they cough up? Or we do, yeah. I mean, um, obviously... We've got a great board of directors and they put money in. Um, but we're not talking about, you know, super wealthy people here. These are people that, um, I mean, I did it for, you know, I was 29 years on the board of directors. Uh, um, I've had to do it. Uh, I don't do it so much now, I, I, but, but for years I've put in money into the club to help out. Um, and my circumstances have changed like, like others do in time. And it's time for others anyway. But we've got a great board of directors. They put money in in their own pockets, like a lot of clubs uh, directors do. But the fans in our club have been phenomenal over the years. It's almost a case of siege mentality, Steve, because when I said that we lost our home in 92 in, at Lower Mead, a famous old non-league ground in Harrow, um, we entered into an ill-fated ground share, believe it or not, with Watford Football Club co-owning Vicarage Road, believe it or not. Right. Interesting. Oh, you've disappeared again. Seasons without a home. 
and the, the so that creates Paul, Paul, I don't know if you can hear me, but you keep disappearing. Sponsor. Yeah, Paul, we, we keep, we keep, we keep, you keep cutting out just to let you know. I think you're walking around or anything. You keep, yeah, keep disappearing. But anyway, yeah, continue on. Yeah, we're back now. Can you hear me now? No, you disappeared. Again. Hi, Steve. Hi. Sorry. Back, you're back now. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know. It's probably a broadband. It's they've, they've, they've reduced all the speeds and that's what's causing the problems, I think. Anyway, can you hear me now, Paul? Uh, I'm sorry about this, but and there's no way of editing it out as well, which is the even more annoying issue we've got. Um, can you hear him? Paul? Okay. Right, okay. All right, Paul. Yes, that's it. You're back now. No, you're not. No. Um, Paul? Paul? Yeah, I can hear okay. you, Steve. Paul? Okay, hear me back. Okay. Well, I think we've got connection issues, I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Um, can, can you, you can't hear me anymore, can you? I can now hear you. I can't hear anything. Now I can hear you. Okay, so, all right. Yeah, just okay. finishing off, finish off what you were saying. Mm -hmm. So we, we, as a club, uh, we seasons ground sharing right. with no home. Um, so that creates siege mentality amongst the fans anyway. So those fans did many sponsored walks and no end of different things to raise money for the club out of their own pockets. Um, so they're an integral part of our club, mate. And they, to this day, this season, our fantastic run to the top of the league was sponsored to the tune of 25,000 quid from fans' donations. So, yeah, they're very That's much great. a part of it. It was great. Well, well, well done. Well done. OK, Paul, final question. Um, are you an ACDC fan? I'm not an ACDC fan, um, but my oh, <laughs> I'm a massive I'm a massive music fan. Uh, my middle boy my okay. middle boy is in uh, uh, a couple of very talented bands. I'm bound to say that, but he's a very talented young man. Um, so cool. I spend a lot of time going around the country with him, not just watching his bands play, but we go to lots of gigs together, which is nice. So I probably have a a uh, bit more of an eclectic taste in, in, in music than a lot of dads do because uh, I get to see the most recent bands, the the, the, the new bands on, on and the new kids on the block, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to convert you, Paul, over the next few months uh, into an ACDC. Go on, then. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my mission. Good yeah? man. Get, get you off. Good. Well, look, thank you so much for spending sparing the time. Um, it, it's been great speaking to you. I'm sorry about the connection issues, but that's just one of those things. We can't do anything about it. But thank you very much. I hope you get promoted. I hope we get promoted. And I hope we play each other next year. I could totally concur, Steve. I wish you guys well at Kings Lynn. And uh, for, for one thing I would say in parting, it's right for sure. football that the 1920 season is not written off. It needs to be in the record books. Right. It does. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It has yeah. to be that way. It has to end that way. We'll catch Good. you soon, Steve. Thanks Hopefully again, see you next season. Yeah. Yeah, look forward Take to care, it. Take care, mate. I look forward to it. <laughs> Bye. Take care. See you now. Bye-bye. So, welcome back. That was a great interview with Paul Rumens, um, the president of Wildstone Football Club. Um, as you can see, or as you hope, I hope you can hear, and maybe as you can see is the wrong thing to say, but as you, I hope you can hear, um, 
Paul, Paul's got a very interesting um, career in football and I found it a very interesting conversation, so I hope you did. And it, 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 I have to apologise for the poor sound. Um, this, this podcast isn't edited. I'm not up to editing. And when we get back to the normal world, I'll ensure we get it edited. But up till now, we can't edit. So when we have a problem with a, with a, with a phone line, it goes down on us. So I have to, I have to just, you have to, you have to hear that warts and all, I'm sorry to say. So apologies for it, but I hope you understand. It gives you a bit of authenticity. You know, it's not, uh, it's not recorded. Take one, take two, take three. It's none of that. It's just, there's just one take and that's it. So um, that's what it is. So apologies for the sound quality at the end there. Um, when the system goes down, the system goes down. It's, it's, it's the broadband signal that is at people's houses that really lets, lets it down occasionally. So uh, please accept my apologies. Um, on, the, uh, on, the, on the situation of where we are, um, lots of people have been sending me uh, emails. Um, I, feel free. I made a mistake last the last podcast, the second series. I didn't put in the, the link for you to hit where you can leave an audio message. I did it on the first one, not the second one. I will do it today if I remember. Um, but so feel free to leave an audio message so I can play it. Everything I've had so far is by email. Everything's been very positive, I have to say. I've had a few people have a go at me, but I've, I've had a look at what they're, the reason they're having a go at me, and it's because of my looks, uh, which some of these guys need to hold a mirror up, and I'm not quite sure why they're um, having, having, a, having a dig. But um, to, to have a go at someone over their looks is just ludicrous. Um, they don't like my hairstyle, or they don't like the way that, uh, that I appear. Well, you, you haven't got to see me on a podcast. That's the whole beauty of it. You only have to listen. So if you don't like it, you can turn it off. No one's asking you want to listen. But, but anyway, it's, I find that a bit ludicrous. It just shows the, 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 how, how little they've got in their head and that's all they can have a go at. But, but in the main, in the 99.99%, which we've got to talk about as opposed to the 0.01%, uh, yeah, we, we have, we've had some good feedback. So we'll carry on doing it and um, we'll we get some interesting guests on. And as you, can, uh, as you probably noticed, I, I'm happy for all views to be... I, I don't have to agree with someone to get them on the show. I like to get them on the show because it's just interesting to hear people talk. And there's, all, there's rooms for all viewpoints. Um, and um, therefore, I, I like everyone to hear them. So that's it. So that's what I'm doing. Um, that's, the, that's the game. Now... Let's move on to the various things I said I was going to talk about, the various topics at the beginning of the, of the show. So let's talk about the voting systems. Everyone's getting this a little bit confused. So let me try and explain this. The, the vote to end the league or to finish the, finish the league is a simple majority needed, I think I understand, of which 24 votes. So there's one vote per club in the National League. The four votes in the National League South and the four votes in the National League North, there's a little bit of confusion how those votes are split. But this is how they're split, um, as far as I know. I don't know what would happen if it was straight down the middle, um, but let's assume that it's not straight down the middle. I don't think it will be. I think the season will end. But let's try and explain this to you. So if the National League South votes, as an example, for 14 clubs vote to end the season and the remaining clubs vote to carry on the season, the majority have voted to to end the season. So those four votes will then become end of the season, the entire four. So it's not split on a proportional basis. The same with the National League North. So if both sets of... Um, uh, div if both divisions decide to end the season, there's eight votes to end the season, all right? Which then goes up to the, the 20... has to be combined with the 24 votes of the National League proper. So that's how the... As I understand it, anyway, that's how the voting is is, is conducted. All right. Now, um, on to the next part: um, the National League North and the National League South. Why was it nearly null and voided? And it had a eleventh hour reprieve. 
you may have heard in last week's podcast with Jeff Thompson from South Shields, uh, I think he mentioned it. I may I may be wrong. I know he's mentioned it in his letter to the FA um, that, it, that 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 it was a it was a quick turnaround at, at the last minute. I mean, he he believed that the, um, the the league were going to null and void our league and um, the north and that's the north and the south, um, and I believe they were as well. Uh, what happened was that there wasn't about felt face, and the reason for that I understand is the articles of association. So whilst I always go on a little bit about the legals, people more worried about the legal aspect of the game than actually doing the right thing, doing the the thing for football fans as opposed to just doing things for the lawyers um this seems to have saved the day for us so i'm rather pleased about this so the articles of association the articles do not allow as far as, far as again i'm saying as far as i understand personally for the league to to treat the national league north and the national league south in a different way to treat how they treat the national league so to put that into plain english if they were to null and void us, they'd have to null and void the National League, which would therefore potentially mean no promotion. Although remember that the Northwest Cheshire League null and voided and then promoted using points per game. So make of that what you will. But that's that's the game. So they have they can't null and void us without null and voiding the National League. So so the law or the law it's within the within the law and the articles actually saved our bacon so thank goodness for it so there you go um i've got something to be grateful for there um and I, and that apparently was literally at the last minute that was done so i'm pleased i'm pleased about that now let's move on to season tickets why do i think it's wrong to sell season tickets now uh good point this one really i think uh, and not being covered at all if you read mark palios and i've got a lot of respect for mark he's i mean it's not someone i know but it's someone i've often liked listening to um he's at Tranmere rovers and he's talking about Several clubs in the last couple of days. Several clubs in the in the in the English football league potentially going bust. There's also rumours that there are one or two club club owners um, higher up than us who are potentially using this as an excuse to disappear out of the um, the game and to you know to use it as a as a way of exiting stage left. So why what could happen is that anything could happen. We don't know how many games or how many teams are going to be in each league. They're all saying that the leagues are going to kick off in August. That can't happen. Um, it physically can't happen. I can't believe we're going to get a, a a football match until September. It could be October. Now, what that could be is that the leagues next season might be shortened. There is there has been talk about it and discussions about it, so that the actual season, instead of running for 42, 44, 46, whatever it is, games, will run a lot shorter. Maybe they just do home, home and not home and away. You know obviously split between the you know some games at home and some games away but the the point I'm trying to make is one has no idea at this stage how many teams are going to be in which league and how which league are going to be in um because of course you could easily find yourself if seven or eight teams um and I hope this doesn't happen to any club but if if any club was to go into administration and they were to be I mean hopefully they'll take a lenient view on it but it, let's just say they they didn't and they were thrown out down to step 5 or 6 whatever it happens to be then you could find yourself being bumped up or possibly bumped down I guess um it could happen so the reality is that until you know how many games you're going to play, how can you price a season ticket fairly to the people that are most loyal to you? I don't understand how you can do it. So I don't want to. I'm not, and I'm not again having goes at anyone that's doing it because I understand people have got to get revenue in from from places. Uh, it's not easy getting revenue in. Um, I don't like doing it. As I've mentioned before because I don't like spending next season's money now, and it means I'm then into a. I'm brought it once I've started to do it. I've got to do it forever. 
But even if I was of that sort, would I want to do it now when I don't know how many games I'm going to play? Because um, I don't want my most loyal fans to be disadvantaged, uh, which is what I would be doing. And I'd be, I'd, I'd be advent, oh, I'm getting my words muddled up, but I would be putting the people who are buying the odd match day ticket here and there in, 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 in uh, first in the queue in terms of they'll be, they'll be, they'll be receiving better treatment um, than the people who are buying the gate, the games in advance. So I just feel um, that until you know who's in your league and how many clubs are in your league and, and and exactly what your league are going to be in, that you shouldn't really be selling season tickets until that's done. But that's just my personal view. I think, I think it's important, though, to, 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 to state it because I think that's um, something which, which really should be looked at. And I, and I really do believe that, we, that, 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 that there's nothing that's off the table at the moment. I mean, there's so many things that could happen and could change between now and when the season next starts. Um, you know, it could change in various ways that we haven't even thought of yet. And um, I've often used the phrase, expect the unexpected. And you know, obviously this situation ha you know, is, is, is most certainly unexpected. And there could all be all sorts of twists and turns before we're done yet. So I would be very careful. Um, does that affect me slightly? Well, not really. Um, I, I, I've, I've tried to steer a ship with Kings Lynn that we are roughly I've always got a B plan and if the, something was to go wrong I've got enough to, to bail us out um, so it's not ideal um, there's certainly going to be a, a loss this season but there was going to be a loss anyway if I'm being honest um, but the loss will be higher than I'd, I'd like it to be but we can cover it um, the fans have been great helping out where they can and um, you know without that there's no, there, you know, there's no point continuing anyway so I'm, I'm, I'm glad everyone's going forward I've also spoken to a lot of our players and talked about because the big issue is those players that are on two-year contracts i.e they've on this season and next season those contracts essentially start on the first of first weekend of August but if the season doesn't start till September and by August there won't be any furloughing I'm guessing again I'm only guessing but I would hope that if, if furloughing is still going on in August I think the country will be completely broke so I'm assuming that that won't be happening then what's going to happen um, because those players are all going to be asking for wages from the first week in August and to my mind um, the clubs are in trouble now what I've done with our players is I've been very fair to them this season and said but look if this happens next season I expect, or I would like you to, to you know, you've got, we've got no income coming in as a football club. And uh, it, it, there's no guarantee we're going to make the games up. It could even happen again, this this situation next year, because there's not going to be a vaccine, I'm told, till till 2021 at the earliest. Certainly it will be a vaccine in 2020. So if that's the case, uh, what happens? And um, to be fair, 95% of them, maybe even a bit more than that, have been absolutely perfect and bang on and they've, they've understood and they said fine we understand you're doing your best and they said thank you and they've, they've we've sorted out this season and then next season we've agreed that they'll they'll get paid when this when the, when the first ball's kicked um and that's that's just the way i think it's fair but legally and i've got the all to agree it but legally it needs that really is something i think the fa should be doing they should be they should be changing the contracts and saying that any contract only starts when the when the when the first ball gets kicked and you know if it's put the first week in august and it actually is the first week in September, then that's when the season starts. Um, and I don't think that there's going to be so many games played next season. I can't see how they're going to do it and wrap it all up, especially with the Euros coming up at the end of it all. Uh, and that's the big money tournament. So I can't see it. You know, I can't see that the normal leagues would take precedence over that. I just can't see it. So anyway, let's see. But that's that's it. Um, so next week we'll 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 do the we'll do the questions. Uh, lots of questions coming through. I might try and get another another an interesting um, interview with someone you've probably heard of or heard about, but not 
but not but not heard from if that, that makes sense and and, and let, let's try and you know keep the comments coming in if you've got anything you'd like me to do or any area you'd like me to cover please do so just give me a send me an email or um, chairman at kltown.co.uk or better still hit that link under the description and you'll be able to leave an audio message which is much easier for us all i can then play it on the show if i can get the technology to work that's it enjoy the weekend keep safe keep washing those hands i hopefully see you soon not 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 too long in the distant future thanks again bye-bye